Welcome back, everybody, to the what? Can you turn your microphone on? The brink. There we go. <laughs> the uh, audience, uh, both people couldn't hear you. And we got a cat purring. Do that right up to its, his throat. Can you hear you, him? You can hear him. Um, <laughs> featuring Stiggy, who is purring right now on the microphone. Um, <laughs> that's really loud. How are you this week? Oh, my name's Ben, by the way. Hello. And I'm Mallory, and this is Stiggy. How are you today, Mallory? I am good. How are you, Ben? I Look, you know, can't complain. I could, but I don't think it would get me far. Do you think it would get me far if I complain? No. No? I complain a lot. So you do. You complain a lot, too. I do. We complain a lot. How is Stiggy doing right now on your uh, chest delicious? No? He's pretty happy. Can't you he? hear him? He's not purring anymore. Oh. Um, this week has been exciting because of stuff that happened. He's chewing at that, which he shouldn't be doing. It would really be nice if you told him off, which would be great. Um, what has this week been filled of? What have you been doing this week besides burping? Um, working. Yes. Have you started at? Starbinkles? No. <laughs> So you this love is, that I call it that. This is, this is the show now where you can name drop and, and product And place. no one will care. Yes. So tell us how great Star Binkles is. We oh, talked I'm about this so last excited. week. I almost bought a pair of shoes yesterday, but they were like $250. So were they Star Binkles shoes? They Did were going like to be four Star Binkles, but do they don't have the logo or anything. Here's a, here's a question for you, little Miss Starbucks. Uh, I know this one and I worked for Starbucks as well. What is the logo and why is it called Starbucks? The logo is a woman. It's a mermaid. A mermaid. Mm. And why is it called Starbucks? I don't know. Starbucks is named after a character from the book Moby Dick, where there's a character in it called Starbuck. There you go. And uh, did Howard Schultz actually find Starbucks? He did, didn't he? So he named it after that. And then, um, you know, now it is. You know, he's uh, going to be running for president, Mr. Mr. Schultz? I did not. He is, yes. The man who single-handedly destroyed basketball in the city of Seattle. All those supersonic fans. uh Got this team shifted across to OKC, so not too happy about that. Um, how how long did you work for Starbinkles when you were in Canada? About eight months. Is that all? Yep. Couldn't even had a baby in that time. Nope. I only worked for three months, so collectively I together, really- we haven't even worked there for a year. So, am I going to get free coffee? Did we ask this last week? Yeah, I guess. You guess? All right. Sound pretty excited this week, don't you? <sighs> What's the matter? We've done so much recording today. I know. Well, how about we get into some other segments and we'll come back and ask some questions because I believe it's your turn to ask them. So get excited It's that part of the show where I press a little button like this. And we flash back. And right now we're going to hear some best moments of the year 2013 again. And these are the final little moments of the year of 2013. Next week we get to go into a new year, 2014, that follows after 2013. So the best of bits you're going to hear of this week, again, in order. And I'm not going to tell you what they're all about. You're just going li- to listen to them and enjoy them. John Carroll did a poo. Sledge on the Edge 2013. First dates are murder. Bruce McAvaney is passionate. Youth Conference 2013. And the NAB Cup is important. You're going to find out just how important it is in just a few moments. I'm the only survivor that got urinated on national TV in the primetime hour. Unless somebody comes along and shits on someone. Well, I almost they almost shut down production because I shit in the ocean. <laughs> and, and you were supposed to shit in the hole. And I shit in the ocean. And Tammy told on me. I found out like five years ago that Tammy's <laughs> the one who told. Because we had a big powwow. And it said if we shit in the ocean one more time, the French government was going to shut down the show. And we were all going to go home. And we were not going to get paid. And, <laughs> and I knew I was the one who shit in the ocean. And I didn't say anything. And I was thinking, who the fuck told on me? I'm like, it's an ocean. There are whales that shit turds bigger than I am. Like, why can't I just do a little John Carroll diarrhea coconut shit in the ocean that will just dissipate in like seconds and look like algae because it was like avocado green coming out of my ass. And I'm thinking, how is that a problem? And what happened is, is I was treading water and it became apparent that I was dropping the kids off at the pool and Tammy noticed it and she told production i was shitting in the ocean tammy 
Gee, that, that would have been interesting. International incident. Yeah. Um, the French in the US uh, caused shutdown of a TV show because, uh, uh, you know, a contestant of the show did a shit in the ocean. I know. I'm like, I, I mean, you couldn't even find it. And then I kept thinking, wait a minute. And then it literally after, like, when they said they were going to shut down production, I'm like, there are whales and dolphins that shit, like, more than my dog does. And it's, like, nasty because it's fish and all those gross things that they eat in the ocean. I'm like, and I have a little Baby Ruth candy bar thing floating, you know, around. I mean, like, this isn't meatballs. I mean, it's like, you know, give me a break. Uh, Any interview, John, that turns into talking about shit is a classic. We've had a few. Trust me. Um, Here's my my all-time favorite one, and then we'll end on this. Is So when after that happened, we had to... You know, make sure that we we shit where we're supposed to, you know, go. And so our production crew, we call them Limp Biscuit because they all look like Limp Biscuit with you know with the the sole patches and you know the whole nine yards. And they literally sounded like African um, buffalo, you know, on the Serengeti when they'd follow you. So one day I had to like, you know, and what happened is, is you have to remember our season. We did not get any food. We didn't get any rice. We didn't get anything. So what we ate were sea snails, a little bit of lime, and coconuts on our island. They got all kinds of fiber and stuff on their island. We didn't, and I didn't realize that um, that coconut was as much of a laxative as it was. So about day nine or so. We were all still, we were still intact. All eight of us were still on our tribe. And I would, and we would rotate like who would go on the outside so that you, you know, you, you wouldn't always be cold. So that rotate, towards that rotation, I was kind of in the middle of the, 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 you know, the uh, spooning, you know, line. And so I woke up and I thought I had to fart. And so I thought, well, I'll just let it out. And I completely shit my pants. So I got up, like tiptoed past everybody and went out in the middle of the night and was like beating my shorts against a rock, trying to get this god awful smell of like a dead whale carcass, fish, shit. I can't even tell you what I smell like. It was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. It was running down my legs. It was awful. So I get in. So it was so bad. I couldn't even clean. I used sand. I was up for two hours trying to clean these shorts. So I couldn't do it. So I had to hang them up away from everybody because they smelled so bad. And I didn't want anybody to know that I'd shit my pants in the middle of the night. So, so now I'm like kind of relegated wearing the same shorts. So all of a sudden I realized another night I have to go and I cannot, I don't have time to dig a hole. So I run into the little forest and it was like a full moon so you could see the light and everything. And I found where there was like a little crab hole. And I saw a crab was in the hole. And I'm like getting ready to like just lose it. And I'm trying to get the crab out to get out of his hole. And finally, I could not get him out. And I literally looked down at the hole and I apologized <laughs> to him. <laughs> and said, I am so sorry for about what's... I literally, I'm like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Because I know I'm going to come back as a crab and somebody's going to shit on and shit in my house. <laughs> just like I'm doing. So I go down and I start like doing my business into this his hole and he starts to come up. I had to grab all of my junk and poke him down with a stick back in the hole while I was crapping on him because I thought he was going to pinch off my stuff. And I ended up packing like leaves and dirt and entombing him in a shitty like concrete death. And I felt horrible that I killed a crab because he found it in my crap. <laughs> well, I, I did. I first of all have to say the lamest joke you'll ever hear. Dare I say he got crabby? <laughs> yes, he did. And I almost got a really bad case of the crap. Yes. It is with great pleasure for the third year in a row that I declare the winner of the 2013 Sled on the Edge, Mr. Tim Melsom. Tim. Thank you very much, Ben. I'm lost for words. We started this competition four years ago. Alex Johnson came out. He killed it. Won it, dominated, and then since then we haven't had a different winner. Tim, three years in a row. <laughs> Congratulations, my friend. Um, after the disappointment of last Saturday, you must be feeling pretty happy right now. Pretty happy. Almost makes up for it. 
almost makes and up. It was a lot cheaper getting here than the grand final. <laughs> you didn't have to fly and get MCG and buy expensive. Hot, we can buy an expensive hot dog outside, but and it was a fair bit of beer consumed as well, which is extremely expensive. Oh, you didn't the see the you didn't see the beer. Uh, Lauren's been having some. She's she's been getting into it. I've it's, seen the hip flask. Yeah, going to the mouth every now and then. <laughs> well, considering that we found you in a random Fremantle Dockers forum in 2011, and uh, you're just a staple part of this show now, so um, Tim. <laughs> See yeah. you next year. Yes. <laughs> well, clearly, you're going for four. Um, we've got a goodie bag of prizes. Um, you've got another trophy. Have you put the trophies up? Yeah, they're in the man cave. Oh, the man cave. Well, you've got the third now. Can you find the space for them? It's a big man cave. It's a big man cave. Well, the thing that you're most excited about is that you can add to your Brink DVD and CD collection. That is awesome news. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you've got the best of 2010, the best of 2011. You're getting the best of 2012, Tim. That's the best news I've heard all year. You get the entire Brink Unleashed quadrilogy, which I think you've already got three of them, so you're just going to have doubles up. You can sell them on eBay. You'll uh, get the fetches a lot. You'll, you'll get a lot on there. Uh, you've got posters, you've got CDs, you've got a squishy block thing uh, you got them all so you're doing well fantastic thank you very much Simon um, commiserations runner up uh, still a decent effort uh, your first grand final how are you feeling um, I'm feeling a bit buzzed actually a bit buzzed yeah a bit buzzed yeah it's been a good experience thank yeah. you good to put on your resume runner up in the sledge oh for sure yeah. absolutely yeah. Um, your, your goodie bag isn't that empty either you get the trophy You, um, I think you get a I think there's a random best of the Brink in there from a couple of years ago and a DVD. So just found, sounds good. Just found this. You know, I, I know you sit down and watch it with Sam all the time. So I do. Yeah, you, there might be footage of him on there, is there? Well, of course there would be. Uh, you know, nice, pretty footage of <laughs> Sam. I don't know if it's Ooh, pretty cookie. Cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's on. Hey, that's on one of them. So yeah. uh, and Lauren, uh, again to you, third place in your first effort. Good, good job. Not bad for finding out the night before a couple of weeks ago. Literally <laughs> found out the night before to come on, and you're the the highest place female so uh, that's a good start so i'll take out the men next year well you will in the battle in the battle of the sexes uh you've come out on top for the women so that's that's no mean feat uh congratulations all thanks to everybody too who competed in the sledge not just our grand finalists but to uh, all the other people it was a long haul we did we got here in the end and uh, i want to thank everybody for uh, putting up with us josh you've come on a good morning oh yeah and thank on. you to josh yeah, for score all, all the way from new south wales to all the way on bit of paper on air <laughs> That, that kind of rings a vague bell, but mm. I certainly haven't seen it. There was a picture like circulating the internet <laughs> of like a shot up Justin Bieber. I think there were some people rejoicing that day. <laughs> Isn't it nice when you talk about somebody getting murdered and it's like a good thing? <laughs> so, so far we've managed death and not getting out of bed and Justin Bieber being shot. It's yep. good morning. Yep, and it's only 18 past seven. So uh, it's it's a fast start this morning. Generally, it's a slow start. We don't usually talk up, warm up to death till about <laughs> eight o'clock. So, uh, you know, we're doing all right this morning. But um, look, it fits with the theme, really. If we're giving away double passes to a horror film, well, yeah, we're, we're just getting in the vibe. Mm, and we're, what, what, two weeks out from Halloween? Something like that, yeah. So, you know, I mean, this could be a perfect Halloween date movie. Like, you could totally go up to somebody and be like, hey, I've got a double pass a movie, would you go out with me on Halloween? And then it could be like, you know, about murdering couples for all I know. <laughs> Um, I mean, is that a good first date film? Well, it depends what angle you're trying to play. Because if you're trying to play the scared girl snuggling into your shoulder, mm-hmm. that could work for you. That works. That works. What if it's a scared guy cuddling into the girl's shoulder? That may work too. <laughs> I'm open to everything. I, I don't know how many dates you've been on, Lauren, when that happens. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, does that really work when the man is all wussy and the girl's all strong? I... I, I I've got nothing. You've got nothing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe people can text us in with that, um, <laughs> along with the competition. You can let us know who you would take, because, I mean, maybe we need to screen these competition entries. <laughs> like, you know, if they turn around and say, I'm going to take my murder victim, then maybe we won't give them a double pass in the film. Or alternately, if they do say that, then we know exactly where they're going to be, well, so we could also call the police. We could. We could. Um, Depends as- how civically minded we're feeling this we, morning. We could assist the police force and prevent a murder. We could be like minority report, <laughs> like arrest them for a future murder that they haven't taken place. Um, but I mean, I'm not really too certain that you would admit to, oh dear Edge, I love a double pass to a movie, I'm just going to kill someone. Sincerely, John, lol. Um <laughs> John's a killer now. You did release Bruce 2000 after the, the Sydney Olympics, which is on the, the Greatest Hits one, which is out now. I mean, have you ever been tempted to, to branch out into more of these voices from other networks besides the Channel 9 one? Because I think the Bruce one was fantastic. Yeah, I, I liked that one, but it was <clears throat> it was only... There were guys down in Melbourne, mate, who do Bruce Bacavani a whole lot better than me, and the only reason I did it was because I was doing a radio show with Mick Malloy during the Olympics 
called Going for Bronze, and um, we had a gag going every week, every day, sorry, where I'd say to Mick, hey, Mick, is that bloody uh, Bruce McAvaney next to us in that other studio? Let's open the door and hear what he's saying. And then I would just do, you know, I'd just do uh, some stupid piece of commentary pretending that it was Bruce McAvaney coming from the next studio. And I was just, you know how Bruce is so passionate about all sports. And, you know, the Chinese girl... Chinese girl gone shopping up against the Korean full car park in one of the quarterfinals. And, you know, he was the American hammer thrower, chucked a wobbly. Gee, he's been throwing badly today. And and the Russian hurdler, bet you're not going to get over. Yes. And uh, the Irish swimmer, patio furniture. And just gave me, you know, it was a chance to do some more silly names from all around the world. Mm. But I'm glad I put Bruce 2000 on here because... um, it's never been on an album, so it's a chance for a lot of people who haven't heard it. We've been having a lot of fun the last couple of days uh, emceeing the events. Tali, how have you found uh, the last couple of days? I love that you just did this when I stole a lolly from one of the tables that I've walked past, so thank you. Um, it's been really good and really inspiring, and I'm feeling like there's a bit of a skip and a in my step and a pip in my pep, because like all the workers and all the people who have been speaking, just brilliantly brilliant, and I really appreciate it. So yeah, it's been good. Skip in your step and a pip in your pep? Is that what you literally just said? Yeah. What, what's a pip in your pep? It's just what cool kids say. It's what the youth are saying. I'm really down with the youth, obviously. Well, this is the number one question I'll ask them. We're going to go around and have a chat to some people here today, find out uh, whether they've been enjoying the conference or not. So stick with us as we hear from what Tali reckons the pip of the pep the youth say in the 2013 Tasmanian Youth Conference. I have to ask one question. I haven't asked this to anybody. The ladies, have you picked up? Oh, yes, oh. he has. Oh, 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 he has. At oh. the pool last night, he picked up a girlfriend. Kind of. Happened. Sort of, maybe. Oh, 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 I think he's actually blushing a little bit now, too. Oh. He met her here yesterday. <laughs> it was the Mercedes shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, the Mercedes shirt. So tell us about her. Come on, who is she? What's her name? Um, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Baker. I think she added me on Facebook. Sarah Baker. Oh, God. Sarah. Oh, God, no. Sarah, Sarah, oh, over here. Interview. <laughs> Interview. <laughs> Oh, he's awkward. He's shy. I'm going to go pick her out in the crowd, you know I am. What about you boys? What about you boys? Have you picked up? Come on. All right, I was getting a coffee before. I asked, I asked Luke to pass me the sugar. And some chick was like, you don't need the sugar. You're sweating off. I was like, score. I thought you meant to say about Luke was picking you up. <laughs> Plus, I got three numbers and four Facebook names last night at the bowl. So, you know, yeah, quite happy though. That's a score. That's what about you? Boys. I saw this chick, right? She's probably about 80, but she looks 70. <laughs> like, dead set. She was hot. Like... Damn. 70's too young for me. Yeah, she was she was right. prime. You can't you can't cheat on Dakota's nan though. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Alright, on that note, um, guys, thank you very much for your time. You're obviously having a lot of fun. Good luck with Sarah. Um, I expect to be invited to the wedding. And um, keep up the great work for the Glenorchy oh, Youth Tour. Oh, she's shaking her head. Do you want to come and join in? Uh-oh. Oh, I've broken them up. Go sort it out. Come on. Quick. Thanks, guys, for joining us. I'm here with a group of girls who do not want to be interviewed from Gilson Bay High School. Let's go across the line and ask for your names first of all. What's your name? Elizabeth Hope. Gabby. Cody. Corey. Tash. Erin. And how are you enjoying the Tasmanian Youth Conference 2013? I think it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. What do you think of the MC? He's great. Yeah, I know. It's fun. What do you think of the MC? What's that? The, the host, the guy with the beard. <laughs> what do you think of the host? He's funny. Great. I personally found lots of the people that have presented... Um, themselves and their stories very inspirational and beautiful oh that's she's been working on that what about you <laughs> have you found it it's fun epic love <laughs> and what about getting out of school is that the highlight of this to not be in school right now yes what what class are you meant to be in right now Science. Science. That's better. It would be good, wouldn't it? it would, just a little bit nice. Carlton Collingwood Grand Final would be, <laughs> you know. I, I've seen imagine, Collingwood play in an app Can you imagine the, the fights? The first <laughs> meet-up with Collingwood Carlton? Oh, it's going <laughs> to be It's going to be a 
big punch up. They're gonna need a lot of security. Well, they, they usually do anyway with Collingwood match, don't they? Come on, <laughs> anywhere Collingwood supporters are, there's security. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, oh, Collingwood match, Collingwood match, bring in, bring in security, bring in security. But you've got to be glad though, whether yeah. you like the NAB Cup or not, you've got to be glad the footy's back. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've missed it. You missed it. Yeah. You missed your boys. Yes, yeah. I miss them. Dane Swan looking nice and fresh this year, is he? <laughs> I'm not that in love with him. Oh. I well, I think he's good looking, but I'm not that in love. Who's, with him. who's your lover boy then? Well, I liked. Uh, Chris Tarrant, but right, he's left. He's retired now, yes. Um, who else? Um, I think that Heath Shaw's not bad. Mm. Alan Didak. Okay. He's pretty good. Um, Daisy, no. And no. plus Attitude as well, because when they actually come down here, they're a bit, you know, when with their personality and arrogance, it soon puts you off them. Daisy's a bit like that, is he? Yeah. The hair just goes to his, you know. <laughs> he's cut it off now, though, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he actually yeah. looks quite better, but, um, He's yeah. a bit arrogant. What about, what about um, Harry O'Brien? I love that man. He's I, really I know he's a Collingwood friendly. player. A lot of people are happy with, like, not happy. They love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to be happy with him. I mean. Remember remember Vulcan from the original Gladiators yes. in the 90s? That's who yes. he reminds me of. Like, <laughs> seriously. His twin brother. Well, you wouldn't want to cross him in the street, would you? The guy no. looks like he could just pick you up and just throw you on the ground and go, no, I don't want to sign an autograph. Go away. Yeah, exactly. But he obviously does. Exactly. What about Bucks? Yes, I like, love him. You like a bit yeah, of he's a great guy. I don't he's... know why we're talking about Collingwood. This has just turned into a good you're morning, a, you're everyone. A Let's closet. talk about Collingwood. It's the <laughs> Collingwood closet, hour. You're a closet Collingwood fan. Oh, that's God, why. That's something that I would remain in the closet <laughs> for. All right. This week on our list of questions, we're going from 220 to 240. No, 221 to 240. Which, of course, these are emergency questions by Richard Herring for those of you playing at home. Correct. You're holding that microphone incredibly weird right now. Too like bad. Dangling it in front of your face like it's a... <laughs> I don't even know what. Anyway, question 221. Yes. What is the strangest thing you have found in your cleavage, belly button, or anal cleft? Um, well, I don't really have... Cle- well, I do have cleavage. I've got chest hair in my cleavage. Um, I don't know. Fluff? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I, and I don't think I've ever found anything in my anal cleft. Toilet paper, perhaps? What about you? Probably Food? Food? Like when food falls down my shirt and I forget it's there. Do you are you one of these girls who puts their phone in between their boobs? Sometimes. Does it help? Does it help what? Hold your phone. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Two twenty two. If you're going to form a barbershop quartet, who would you call it? What would you call it? The Star Binkles. <laughs> the best barbershop quartet. I don't know. That's such a lame name for a barbershop. Two twenty three. Would you rather have your brain put? in back to front or have your hands and feet swapped round because I can arrange to have either done and will do so as soon as you've answered well I think if I had my brain back to front I'd be dead so hands and feet around the other way that would be odd but sure (laughs) see if you were going to live through the surgery what would like, how would having your brain back to front be, like, detrimental? Well, like, any different? I don't know. Maybe, like, your senses would be around the wrong way. So, like, maybe you would taste through your touch and you would touch through your taste. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think that would matter, but I think you would die. Saying I survive through the brain surgery, I'd choose brain. <laughs> 224. If you woke up with hands where your feet are and feet where your hands are, how quickly do you think you would adapt? I think you'd have to pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I think you, that's the correct answer. I think. I mean, you have those amazing people who um, who don't have any arms, and they kind of can paint pictures with their feet. So, mm-hmm. and they adapt. So, um, yeah, I think you would do it pretty quickly. Yeah, you can ask the next question. Two twenty-five. Have you ever planned out what you would do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? No, and I don't... I've, I've always stood by the fact that I think this is a stupid thing that people go on about. Like, I don't get why people are obsessed with zombies. Like, oh, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, like, it's just dumb. Like, I think we need to prepare for an alien invasion more than a zombie apocalypse. Like, that's more logically possible. So, I just don't get the zombie thing. I've never got it. I live on an island. I'm not worried. 226. Which seemingly respectable celebrity do you suspect is a coked-up sex pest? If you had a zombie apocalypse on an island, though, you'd be even more screwed. So, you know, just FYI. Um, Taylor Swift. She's too good. Like, she's too goody-goody-good. There's going to be a breakdown eventually. So, Taylor Swift. I can see it. I'll agree with you. 227. Who would win a fight in a jungle 
who would win a fight in a jungle? Yeah, that's what that says. Between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Who's George Foreman? He's a boxer. Um, who also famously makes like cooking appliances now. Uh, oh. Muhammad Ali, because he's the greatest. All right. 228. Are you answer that? I know who Muhammad Ali is, which is... So are you going to answer it? What I would say would be the answer. Okay. 228. What is the last surreal thing you have ever seen? The last what? Surreal thing. The you. last surreal thing or the most surreal thing? The least surreal thing. Oh, the there least. There we go. There we go. Thanks for making I thought it sense. said last. The least surreal thing. Um, Rich says a fish. This table in front of me is a table. It's not that surreal. It's a weird question. It's one of those ones that makes you think, what's your least surreal thing? Oh, I don't know. My feet. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> surreal. You need to give them a bath. Excuse me. 229, what is your favorite papal name? I beg your pardon? What is your favorite papal name? P-A-P-A-L. Papal name? Papal? Like the Pope? No, wouldn't <laughs> that be spelt P-O-P-A-L? No, papal is like, the, the that's what the Pope papal? is. Um, no. Benedict, when there was Pope Benedict, I like the name Benedict. Makes Rich. me think of eggs. <laughs> Rich says Boniface. No, oh, yeah. Urban. It's so hard to choose. Okay. What's yours? Francis. <laughs> He's the current Pope, right? I think so. What should be the eighth deadly sin? Bacon. Rich says taking up more than your allocated legroom on public transport. Yeah. I like that one. Um, what do you say? Chocolate. Okay. 231. Aren't clowns shit? Eh. I, I like clowns. Clowns are fine. I don't get the scared. Like, people are scared of clowns. I don't get that. Unless Why? you watch too many horror films. But, like, you can make anything into a horror film. Like, you could make a bottle of water a terrifying thing if it's killing you. Like, it's... They've had movies about killer old people. Like, it's just it's just dumb. There was a killer vagina that was on um, it once before. Been. It did. So, like, I mean, I just don't get the thing why people are scared of clowns. So, you're idiots. If you're scared of a clown, you're an idiot. Has anyone you've had sex with had sex with someone famous? No. Uh, does cyber sex count? <laughs> no. Because I've had cyber sex with somebody who's had sex with somebody famous. Who do they have sex with that was famous? I, I've done things with somebody who's had sex with a Survivor contestant. So, That's cool. Um, but has anyone I've had sex with had sex with someone famous? Um, well, they've had sex with me, so therefore they have had sex with someone famous. <laughs> 233. If you had to be anally violated by a popular chocolate bar, if you had to, which chocolate bar would you insert in your anus? I think a picnic because it's bumpy, so it would feel nice. <laughs> that was <laughs> I was way too confident in my hands with that. You one. were. That was really uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, I knew the answer to that one pretty quickly. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, picnic bar, mate. Yeah, bloody hell. Like Jesus, straight in, straight out, bumpy, feel good, rib for his pleasure. Uh, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I um, shouldn't be laughing so hard at something I just said, but like, I don't know why I was so confident in my ability to answer that question. Um, moving on. What's your answer? I reckon you'd have to choose something <laughs> like a like an arrow bar or something because it's like slightly rounded, and I think that that would be a good idea. What about just like a uh, a dairy milk favourite because they're so small you wouldn't even feel it. Ah, that's a good it, thought. It, it just kind of goes, and then it'll like melt in your bum hole. That's disgusting. That's a sentence I never thought I'd say on radio. 235, how much vodka do you have to put in a Bloody Mary before it becomes a Mary? <laughs> I get it. Um, the whole bottle. Mm, I want vodka. Can we get a bottle of vodka? 236, do you ever think that maybe you are in your own version of The Truman Show? We've talked about this I before. I have said this plenty of times. Yes, that is a constant thought of mine. <laughs> 237, isn't liquid soap just an elaborate con? Yes. Which said, yes it is. A bar of soap lasts forever and is more effective at cleaning your hands and you can make it liquid soap by rubbing it under some water. I just, I just, I don't get the world we live in right now, particularly with this woman sitting next to me. Shut up! the fact that I grew up with the norm of a bar of soap and a bottle of liquid shampoo. I now live in a household with a bar of so uh, shampoo and a bottle of liquid, like, soap. It's dumb. 
like what weirdness do we live in? And can we establish you spent twenty four dollars on a bar of shampoo? It's gonna last a long time. A bottle of shampoo costs like three dollars. You can get eight bottles of shampoo for the same cost that you paid. But for it's that. gonna last a long I time. I want to run an experiment where I buy eight bottles of shampoo, use it normally, and I guarantee it will last longer than a bar of twenty four dollars shampoo soap. We'll just have to wait and see. Mythbusters, bust the shit out of that one, will you? <laughs> Two thirty eight. Do you ever? Don't it says don't you ever don't you ever stop being dandy showing me you're handsome. What? Yes. I assume that's from a song. Sure. Two thirty nine. Do you think it's acceptable to sit on public transport with your legs akimbo taking up the people next to your space? See, I've never been on public transport where people have done that. The one that annoys me. And this was like a big thing when we were living in Queensland because I would constantly try and shame them on social media every morning. Are the people who take up two seats when the train's full Mm. and like they will sit on one side and kind of have their bag blocking the other. And I'm not trying to put stereotypes out there, but maybe I am. It was mainly women who would do it. Like women who were there, uh, like there would be ones who would kind of spread out with their laptops and kind of do all this sort of stuff. I'm not saying men didn't do it, but I would generally see women doing it. And you would have like 20 people standing up around you and yet they couldn't even move. So like it was the point where you would just literally say like, excuse me, can I sit there please? Because it's like, fuck you. Don't do that. Um, so to answer that question, it doesn't really annoy me with leg spreading. It just annoys me with that. Anyway, yes. What does it annoy you, Mallory? I feel like you should stay on your side, unless, like, you're with the person. I don't know. Yes. 240. If you had to eat the pants off someone within 30 meters of us, if you had to, whose pants would you eat? Well, it would be you. I mean, Mallory's. That's rude. Um, Can you not see that Ryan Reynolds is on TV right (gasps) now? (laughs) Jimmy Fallon. Cool. All right. Uh, You're not going to close off the segment? That is the end of our questions for today. We will speak with you next week. Goodbye. You know that part of the show that I really, 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 really get excited about? It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the lyrics, because we like to do this. And I'm excited to say, actually, that... uh, in a couple of weeks, if you tune into the Ben and Mal Variety Hour, it's not even a couple of weeks, really, a week and a half, you're going to hear us doing some new Forget the Lyrics, which uh, is very exciting about, so you should really tune into that, which you were anyway. Uh, we're going to close out, um, well, not really close out, we've got a few more to go, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, we've got a few today, we've got lots. You're going to hear Moves Like Jagger by John Howard and myself, My Heart Will Go On by myself and Josh, My Humps by Stewie and myself, My Immortal by Sam, My Way by Josh, Mysterious Girl by myself, Never Gonna Give You Up by myself and Josh, Never Tear Us Apart by myself, and Numb by Sam. So you'll hear all these songs right now in order that I just said them, and you're gonna love every single one of them. <laughs> oh, Ben, am I starting? Am I, ben, are you, am I starting? Ben! Ben! Oh, oh I'll start, alright. <clears throat> Pastor Maldonado drives a fast car. He drives it really good. He drives for Williams. Ben reckoned he wouldn't win. And what did he do? He won in Spain. Oh, Pastor, you legend. You won for Williams. Ben was wrong. Sam was right. Now I'm back on the brig. Singing about Maldonado. Let's go, you good thing. Oh, right, so go! Driving that fast Williams car. Pastor Maldonado, you're a star. He's gonna win the Grand Prix. Gonna win that race. And now he's gonna, gonna win that Grand Prix, yes. Coming from Venezuela. Ben didn't even want to save him Cause he drove like Pastor He even drove like Shuby Oh, he drove Oh, you take over, Ben Thanks, John uh, He drove really fast He wanted to make it I was wrong about Pastor John, you threw me off here So, Pastor Maldonado drove the race Get in, he's fast, Williams I say to Sam, you never think he'd win because he's got lots of money and when he pays for that seat, you don't expect him to win. It was a pretty big feat. Break it down, Johnny. Goes like this. Johnny drives a fast car when he's in F1. Don't you, Johnny? 
Make it like Pastor Maldonado. He's going to drive the car. He's going to win the race. And I was wrong about Pastor Maldonado. Take the Grand Prix victory for Williams. Make it a surprise win for everyone. I'm singing this song with Johnny. His name is John Howard. I think it's time to wrap this up now because the listeners are getting patience lost. fact that everyone's turned off right now and not listening to us a bit of Celine on a Wednesday night when we're recording this always a bit of fun Rihanna decided I'm going to act in a movie she went to a director and said Give me a roll in your movie. The director said, Okay, here, have a script. She read it. She liked it. Now she's on a boat with aliens attacking her. Oh, no. Rihanna's stealing the show Now everyone that watches this movie Sees it for her Nobody else, because I don't even know who else is in the movie Now that she's in it People want to bin it because Rihanna, you told us to shut up and drive and you never told us to shut up and watch you act and that's kind of annoying and annoying and annoying, Josh. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. This is time to bag it out. Do what I do best. Every time I went to the pictures, I got ticked. I saw Rihanna in a skirt in camo. She can't act for anything. She looks like a granite piece of rock with no sense of style. Will you, Rihanna, just die because I don't want to subject my eyes to your acting? Why, Rihanna? It's like we're in Mexico or something. <laughs> Are we? Well, we might be. <laughs> all right. Oh, right, so we're getting, getting into this. Shoey's about started. What you gonna take all that selfies for when you cut for beeps? My camera. It's gonna take a picture of myself. Myself, my selfie. Selfie, selfie, selfie. Stewie's got a selfie. It's of him and Chelsea. Check it out. I don't know if Stu knows somebody called Chelsea. It was the only word that I could think of that rhymed with selfie. Get your phone out now and take a picture of yourself. Make sure it's in a weird situation and you can get into the selfie Olympics. Stewie the Olympics. Go to Russia and take a picture of you in the snow. Now, India aren't going to be there. Their officials are daring to be naughty and take no selfies in the Russian stadium. The selfie in the stadium. Take one on the ski jump. You're flying down and you're gonna go bump. Lindsay's got me taking naked selfies. I didn't say naked selfies. Stewie don't want to know what to do at home. She's got <laughs> me taking a selfie on my phone now. A selfie on me. 
what you gonna do with all that selfiness? Take it, take it, put it on Facebook. Show everybody off my selfie. What you gonna do with all that jazz? Put it on Instagram now. Everyone gonna like my page and my selfie. Cause my selfie, it's better than your selfie. I've got no underwear on. Because that's the campaign nothing sinister. Check it out. I selfied a girl down at the wedgie bar. She said, hey, yeah, take me a selfie. Spend your selfie on myself. Photo bomb that selfie. Gotta love that selfie. Gotta have that selfie milk. <laughs> nah, I... <laughs> There's a radio station called Today FM. They rang up the Royal Princess's Hospital FM. They pretended to be Prince Charles and the Queen. They tricked a nurse into telling them some ween. It was a shame because she was put through to another nurse. They asked how the princess was. And it was such a sad ending. Those Today FM hosts are complete twits. They just give everyone the it's. Get them off air. Those twits. Frank has just texted me. He said, Josh, it's coming up to Friday. Let's go see a movie. We'll take my car and then we'll see. I think Thor 2, instead of that movie about kids killing each other <laughs> and I'll pay for the popcorn but Josh just to make this clear this is a straight date <laughs> boys I don't date them at all but Frank has a really nice car. He can sing better than me. And he has a sick house. But one more thing for you to know. If you go on a date with Mr. Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. gets jealous because I want to date with Frank. <laughs> there was heaps of things I wanted to see, but Frank never got to see them. If it was Miley that I was dating. She might get a bit funny Cause Frank has a lot of stubble It's scratching my face It's like a rap at the start Oh yeah, chocolate under the fridge. I like to eat it. It makes me really pidgey pidge. Yo, uh, uh. I look at the fridge. I think you're really cool. Literally and figuratively, cause you keep food cool. Underneath I see something. It's brown and round. First I think it's a poo. Then I look on the ground. 
It looks quite nice Maybe it's off a splice I want to eat it I like my chocolate It looks like it's top deck Oh wait, it is snack I bite into it It is really nice Oh yeah, I want to eat the chocolate Oh Chocolate under the fridge It tastes really nice for me Oh Chocolate under the fridge Put it in my body Thanks to Sam Strangers to the brink This show really wants to make you think If you want to be here Text us in or email us too Cause we're gonna be on the radio And some other things as well be on the radio and be on the radio on the brink on Fridays could be on the brink and do something cool wear a cool blazer as well thanks Josh sitting here on a Friday is like sitting at home but it is better I have that guy called Josh opposite me he kind of looks like me, but uh, not as attractive. I just want to let the Hobart know that the brink is on every Friday. Never going to turn it off. Never going to make us change. Never going to read the newspaper about us. Never going to make us stop. Never going to look at the clock. Never going to turn the radio off. It's the brink. Just wake up Turn on my computer Want to know the latest From Alice in Morningland When Will I know What's on the front page Of the Mercury only on Alice in Morning Land. Good drumming work, Dakota. You've been practicing. I could know when it's Alice's month's birthday. But if I didn't, I would be so damn sad if I knew about that front page I'd go by the Mercury and learn about what's inside oh it's Alice Alice in Morningland she retweets random crap that is on the website I'm on on and on you still going with the drums listen to you I, I reckon you should play a saxophone there, oh, oh look at that oh, I, just, I just how are you playing it and talking magic <laughs> you really are magic actually I am I'm great you are skilled I'm still going here what? What is happening in the world? Who cares about the news on the radio? 
because of Alice in Morning Land. Oh. Even when she's on another radio station. And we have Emma Hope. I hope she comes back to give us Alice in Morning Land. All right. <laughs> Is right now, meh. it's simply meh. Meow, meow, meow. Um, meow, meow. How are you feeling? Meow, meow. Right now, a little bit sleepy. Okay, well, cool. Hungry. We usual emotions, you know. Have one more episode next week before we head off to Melbourne. So Melbourne, um, which I'm very excited for to uh, bring you that lovely episode that we will be doing. But in the meantime, uh, anything else you wish to share with us before we close out? It's a couple of days now to your birthday. Well, about a week and a bit to your birthday. Food. Oh God, here we go again. Um, I'm we will be back next week. Like us on Facebook, follow us, subscribe, all that's relevant shit. And uh, until next week, keep sucking those oranges, Hobacargle. And good night.